0: Hi, welcome to the host of your mark podcast show. I'm mean, William. To develop her uh, uh, own psychic abilities and realise she's also
1: t- Hi, welcome to the host of your mark podcast show. And today I am talking to Eka Penny who has been called the... A- but part of the paranormal. While in college, Erica began to develop her own psychic abilities and realize she is also touched with the gifts of paranormal ability. Erica used her education to begin her career in psychology and to open two child. the lower paranormal was always there. Erica decided to develop her paranormal skills. Further, and studied psychic development and leadership at the Astrological Institute for Integrated Studies, the same place that well-known psychic John Edward received his training. In 2004, Erica began to put her paranormal abilities to work by providing Tarot card readings and channeling up of new age stores, psychic festivals and doing, and doing television appearances. Over time it became apparent that Erica has a unique gift to communicate with loved ones who have passed As she was using her abilities to help families with crime and cold case profiles. Erica is an author, radio personality, public speaker, paranormal investigator, professional psychic medium who is sought after around the world. She's been featured on television programs dealing with a paranormal, interviewed by national radio stations across the country. By Sci Fi's network, Ghost Hunters came to investigate by Pensacola Erica was featured on an episode. Baker was also hosted two Radio programmes, which was on the Heart Radio and the Paranormal CSI Radio. Both of which have had an international audience. During her radio career, she was also interviewed with such guests as John Zissos, Jeff Baker, Sonia Coquette, John Holland, Rosemary Alter, Son- Sonia Croquette, Co- John Holland, Rosemary Alter, Glenn Kaisner, Psychic Median Caroline Michelle Beveritz, Christopher Moon, Sandy Antasier, Lloyd Ackerbach, Rita Strauss. Beck Fitz, Edgar, C. creates and many more. Beka has become a highly respected psychic known for amazing abilities to communicate with loved ones. From the other side, she has helped countless people with issues in relationship, career, family, health, finance, and more. She uses her leadership so Psychometry, Clear Aid Audience, Clear Variance and Clear Sentience help others find closure in their their lives. Erika is is also available for public and private events as well as speaking regions across North America and Canada to raise in-depth psychic or leadership readings. Clients in person or via the telephone also available for corporate group meetings psychic parties. Aircodes is available 24 hours, 7 days a week. If you wish to find out more information, please go to psychicgif at aol.com. Right, Erica, i
0: finished with your nice bio. Can you tell me... Okay, so th- Yeah, can you tell me wh- when did you first experience your psychic abilities?
2: Okay, um, I first uh, had psychic experiences when I was a younger child, um, but it wasn't until I was in college when I really um, kind of...
0: We, we had a it was a ghost again, but don't worry we'll we'll get there um, Erika, can you tell me how what was your first experience of, of, uh, of being a medium? Um,
2: I think my first experience of being a medium probably happened um, in college when I would um, watch them solve mysteries and um, look at different cases. And um, there were certain times during those episodes that I would um, get impressions from the stories that I uh, felt that you know, some of those people were dead, there They were some kind of way trying to tell me something. And so that was some of the, I guess, the most strongest early experiences that I had. I mean, I had some when I was seven, too. I mean, I talked to a dead person, saw a dead person. But I think um, some of the life-changing ones were more so in college when I decided to go into this career.
0: What did it feel like at the time? (laughs) You cut out, I'm sorry. Uh, What did it feel like at the time?
2: Um, it was more so... uh, I would get the impression like there was one girl that um, I could see her uh, near a lake in a house, and it was almost like I was watching a movie, and I was looking at it through her eyes, and I could feel her emotion, her fear, those type of things. And that's kind of how it began, um, and then the clairaudience became more so later on. But I think at that time it was a lot of more of the clairvoyance.
0: Well, I, I personally have had a near-death experience in my life, and I can smell things occasionally. They're coming to get you now. Um, yeah, I can occasionally smell things odd now and again, and sense some stuff, but not on your scale. I mean, you're you're uh, fully more in tune than I am. Um, now. You you have helped people in cold cases and things like that. Can you give me an example of how you've helped, obviously without giving names if you don't wish to?
2: Pensacola um, we had a girl that went missing um, her family came to me and asked me to see if I could um, you know figure out anything about where she might be and immediately when I closed my eyes I saw her in water floating deceased um, there have been other situations like um, when I first started out working cold cases um, there were uh, times in that I would, you know, receive items, clothing type of things like that, and and focus on those, hold them, use psychometry, and uh, was able to locate um, some people as well earlier in my um, in in being intuitive or doing this as a full time career. And so it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of evolved over the years to not just crime scenes or cold cases, it's mostly um, psychic readings, but um, my, I guess my heart still remains in that field.
0: I see in your past you've done a little bit of radio as well. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> our, our connection is great sometimes and terrible sometimes, so I did not get what you just I, said. I'll, I'll say that again. Did you enjoy your time doing your radio stints? Uh, yes, I did. For sure. I I also see that you are an author. Can you tell me about some of the books that you've wrote?
2: Yeah, um, me and my son, uh, my, actually both of my sons, during my oldest son's experience with... Paranormal. When he was, <clears throat> I would say about two years old, he would um he would have uh there was there were different things. Once uh, his bed was shake. Um another time there was we were in Morocco and he could see um something that he described in the window. Uh, we were at a, probably a 6-4 home, um, so there would be nothing outside the window, but he was screaming and it was scaring him. And so in the process of, you know, all the paranormal stuff that we've dealt with with my kids, um, we decided to write a book to kind of help him um, cope with finding a, a good alternative to understanding what was happening to him instead of feeling like it was a bad thing. We just wrapped it around the fact that, but it could be a guardian angel. And so Sam and the Boogeyman um, was written. Sam uh, derived from my son's name, Samir. And that book was written. Um, it's a children's book, uh, uh, basically an illustration book that me and both of my children put emphasis in. And um, they came up with, with the characters and the instruments in the book. And it's just a really cute little book to, to, to help some children that are you know, young deal with the paranormal and understand uh remedies that they can use to kind of make
0: the boogeyman go away is it available on amazon or anything like that uh, what did you say again is it available on amazon or any other uh outlet like yes, that Yes, it is definitely available
2: on amazon and i believe it's available on um it might be available on
0: my website still but it is definitely available on Amazon and would be a great Christmas gift for the, the listening audience so far, I thought it was good to mention it because seeing you as the author it's always good to mention what you do yeah mm-hmm. now what is the weirdest case or ghost you've ever come across so bad it's, it's I don't know if it's just the reception or the call or whatever it's I don't hear what you're saying. so that's I'm happy to have you repeat it again. that's okay that's alright what is the weirdest ghost you've ever come across or experience that you've ever come across oh okay yeah that, that's
2: The weirdest experience was, I know that I was doing a gallery, Um, this was some years back, um, definitely, and um, I had a ghost talking to me, a spirit, and for some reason, the the gentleman that I was talking to, this was, this is one of the funniest things, I would say, Um, this ghost was started to show me um, an area of this male that I was not comfortable with, and I was like, what is this about, this is so weird this is so weird why am I seeing this and so the guy um, you know I said do you have anything weird about you like different or something he's like what do you mean I said well they're showing me like a ball and it's on your you know private part and he says oh yeah I have a Napoleon and I said well what is that he he described it to me, and I said, well, that's exactly what I'm seeing. And coming to find out, the guy who had died was like one of his best friends. He had never seen it, obviously, but, but he used to rag them about it all the time. So for me to see that, the guy was just really blown away, and he was in tears. And that's probably one of the weirdest things that I've seen, or, or you know, one of the weirdest experiences so far. Um, you know, but it was a fun thing
0: how did you come about with the name of the Oprah of the paranormal world Are you, uh, i'm assuming because i can hear you well um, i'm assuming you're asking me how i got in the paranormal is that what you're asking me? i'm asking how did you get the name the Oprah of the paranormal I'm the paranormal I was calling the
2: Oprah of the Paranormal because at that time I was traveling a lot with, um, you know, going to different ghost shows every weekend usually. And a friend of mine by the name of Will Rasmussen, Uh, because I was on the radio and uh, some television stuff, and he just kind of coined that phrase, the Oprah of the paranormal. And it was so cute in its stuff, because I basically was, you know, an Oprah-like character, um, and just as a psychic as well, so that's kind of how I got that. And I've kept it all this time. Do you think
0: there's a big difference between your television work and your radio work? Uh,
2: no, not really. I think they're basically the same because I am um I am I'm pretty consistent as far as, you know, I guess what I get on radio or what I get on television, I do want to do more television, work, and I do um, want to see more um, color, uh, people of, of colors, not all kinds of colors, actually, on television, especially in, in the paranormal. Um, I think that that's, that's something that, that we should have more, more of, but, um,
0: yeah. What is your personal belief that ghosts are?
2: Ghosts are spirits, but um, I believe that you know they're they are human spirits usually, and um, you know they have a choice whether they want to stay with us or they want to go where they go, um, heaven if you want to call it that. And they are they are they have the free will to come back and forth and visit. Um, and I don't really believe that ghosts are ever trapped because again they have free will, so they can do as they wish. I think sometimes we confuse they're trapped by their um desire to just be in a location for whatever reasons but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're trapped
0: i know some people sometimes get confused between bad ghosts and demons but have you ever come across a demon
2: story. So, so yeah, I was in Arizona um, many, many years ago at a, a convention called Haunted Con, and Cameron Reed was there. Um, she's known for the haunted haunting in Connecticut. And she wanted to get a reading, and I was putting her off and putting her off, and then finally, um, I said, okay, look, I'll go ahead and read you. But one of the reasons why I didn't want to read her is because she had been on a... Uh, a lot of different TV shows about a demon that she found in her house and her family had to have exercise, be exercise and I really didn't want to mix in that energy um, if it were real and so I, I finally end up reading her and I saw the entity, we'll call it a demon if you like, that was in her home in, in my third eye basically how, how we see um, and I could see it in the home that she lived in and she asked me did I want to see a picture? Or no, she asked me did I want to see it? And I was like, no, of course not. Um, but she had a picture of it on her phone, and I had taken liberty to draw it on a sheet of paper. And what I drew and what she had on her phone pretty much was uh, a carbon copy. So in that case, yes, that's about the only demonic uh, energy that I've ever come across, um, except for one time last. Like and there was a, a green energy around her. But as far as that energy, I don't really, I don't dwell in it. I, it's not a focus for me. When people say that they have demonic, um, which I think is a lot rarer than people people believe, um, I usually refer them to clergy and then we go from there.
0: Now, when I was, I, I had, uh, my NDE, I was in a coma. and whilst I was in my coma, I believe that I was either living in the real world or in the next world. I think I touched my own version of heaven. So I think there is our own version of heaven and hell. What do you believe? (laughs) I am, uh, (laughs) this is so crazy, I can hear nothing... I've never had this happen, but i not... I cannot hear anything you said. I'll say One it again, time, right. So. Right, I'll say it again slowly. Right. I'm, what, what? I am I'm almost... I'm travelling, so I'm almost at home, so it might... I'm gonna to try to use a different, uh, earpiece. Yeah, okay, I can stop it for the moment. Help. We will go... we will resume as soon as... Erica stops the car and goes back into, into the house, runs quickly to the nearest equipment. And we'll start over again. Not the whole, whole course because we, we're we always there, so don't worry, folks. Uh, I do, do
2: enjoy teaching, and so I have a... Psychic Schoolhouse online where we have a Facebook group where um, you know we have um, Monday sessions where people can come and kind of ask a question and also uh, a lot of times we're teaching um, how to reboot your psychic intuition those videos are also um, in the in the group available so if a person had just joined in like say this Monday and they missed a lot of the other videos they're able to go back and uh, listen to those and there's
0: some really good videos about into now now, I was mentioning earlier that when I was in my coma I believed that I was never even in the real world or the next world and I touched my own version of heaven and I believe that when we die that we have our own version of heaven and hell what do you believe I I believe that
2: when we first die I I believe that people that we love come to us and I believe that they take us to um, what we perceive to be a heaven um, or a hell for sure Um, and I don't know that I don't know that it's our own version of it but I do believe there is a a place that we all go um, to resolve things prior to to go into the real place, because I, I do feel that I've had um, my own experience as well, where I went someplace, but it wasn't what I would say the heaven, heaven place. It was just um, a place of complete love and and just beauty, and I knew that I wasn't in heaven. So, so I think it's possible that you know you go to a separate place prior to, and um, maybe different levels of places. So that's probably true for you that you went someplace, and we go to different levels. Of before we
0: go to the big place,
2: the big house. I know that you do tarot
0: card reading, how do you prepare yourself for that? Okay. <laughs> oh gosh, okay, yeah. you have one more time. I know that you do tarot card reading, how do you prepare yourself for that?
2: Yes. <laughs> special by request but for doing readings um, what I usually try to do is I do prayer Um, I I use white space um, clearing and I I set an intention to read in the highest good of the client prior to reading and I make sure that all my you know we all have our own mental baggage and drama Um, I just make sure all that is tucked carefully away in what I call a treasure chest so that it doesn't affect me during in the readings but that's basically all I do and you know I just again set the intention pray and then
0: do what I do do you have any other things that you do uh, hobby wise Sure, I love to go fishing. Um,
2: I, I love to sing, even though I cannot sing, uh, for the record. Um, I, I love to travel. Um, I love to go to the beach. Um, I actually was just at the beach area um, when I was when you called, and it's freezing cold. But I just love the water and the sound of the water. Um, I love to, um, you know kind of uh, meet new people and talk about metaphysics and psychic ability. Um, you know, I love being a mom and a, a wife and, you know, a friend. And I, I would say I love to um, make people realize that intuition is not a taboo thing. Um, and, and I do that as a hobby. I, I walk that walk and talk that talk in a daily basis. Um, but I would say a, a big hobby of mine is, is investing in people to realize that their intuition is not, um, you know, the taboo, ooh, don't do that, our grandmothers used to say.
0: Well, I think more and more people are talking about paranormal more than they did before. <clears throat> I think it's coming more prevalent than it ever was.
2: Yeah, definitely, because, you know, back in the day, um, you know, our grandmothers and, you know, grandmother's mainstream you know it's mainstream and everybody is is basically interested in it and you see teams comprised of all type of people cops and you know um, ems workers nurses i mean they're comprised of everybody because everybody would like to have an answer and the belief that you know our loved ones can come back you know people want validity with that so i think that's what they you know are really drawn to the paranormal for
0: i like uh, i like to I, I like sometimes have a, a debate with people. I have this wonderful theory that I have. It's only a theory. It's not that meant to be offensive or anything. But I have this theory that God is schizophrenic.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, you're talking to a psych major, so... And, and what are your... What would you... Uh, why would you think that?
0: Because... In the Bible, it says that we are made in God's image, and we are both good and evil. So therefore, God must have a conflict with himself of being both good and evil. And hence, I think that's why he gave us free will. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Uh, I guess I can see some validity in that. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: kind of cute. Oh no, I have to share that. Uh, I like it's a good debate. It breaks the it breaks barriers. Of people thinking, what are you on about? And then when you think about it, you think, hang on, yeah, there is a validity somewhere there. Uh-huh. It's like uh, it's like time travel, right? Now, I my uh-huh. this is my own theory, personal theory about time travel. We are time traveling as we speak.
2: Because you know, even even when we eat all. Up to spirit, I mean, they will say, it'll happen, they can give you a time span, their time and our span is so different, and because everything that we're doing is fluid right now, even this conversation is fluid, I mean, it could have been ordained two months ago, it could have, I mean, there could be uh, repercussions, good and bad, from every every piece of energy that goes through this conversation, and so it is in constant movement and i believe that too time travel same thing because i can go from here to brazil in 2.3 seconds um and i've done it <laughs> and and reported what i saw so I, so i yeah i agree with you on that
0: too do you find that your background in psychology helps with when you do your spiritual stuff
2: because um, it gives me a lot more understanding and empathy. But then, on the same token, it allows me to be more, um, what I would say, a Skeptic and help people be more skeptical because what happens is you know when you I, I've gotten readings before and people will try to read me and they'll say oh does that make sense and you know just explain it to me or you know do, do, do you understand this and so as a reader what I try to train other readers to do is to not require that validation give the message whatever with with you know surety I mean you stand behind what you say walk the talk but you know There's the cold reading thing, uh, I think, gets a lot of people in. Trouble in the psychic world with them wanting validation and wanting uh, you know all this information from a client and wanting to know if they're right, um, wanting to look at their body cues to see if they're right or wrong, and 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 I think that to me is a no no. And so when I talk, when I read people, I don't allow them to give me any any information about them. Period. When they come to me, other than their name, and then I
1: let spirit do what it does, and you know we we walk away happy. I,
0: once ta- I was once talking to a medium and whilst I was talking to her about doing a podcast she was telling me about my old previous dog that died was coming through to her. So I let her talk a bit to describe what he looked like and she got it 80% accurate. So I, I, good. For, for legitimate ones, that does happen, but there, for, for those legitimate ones, there are
2: also psychics out there that are not, and they, um, they do use cold reading, and so I try to, again, train the ones that I know um, and friends of mine to stop, you know, to not do that, because it helps, you know, us have validity, um, and not so much of, you know, well, I told her all that stuff, or I told him all that stuff, that's why...
0: And got that information. Well, you're, you, you got a famous escapologist called Harry Houdini, who was well known to um, debunk things, but also he was a renowned spiritualist, which contradicted what he did.
2: Yeah, you kind of cut out on me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're having a, love, a love-hate relationship
0: with this... With this it's the ghosts, they like, they they just like to interfere. I think the ghost tried to this, like um, play jokes on me today. I wonder. If, I wonder if there's an easier way to do
2: this. So, so. Uh.
0: now, do you find that when you do your readings, do you, if anything bad came through, like something would say something, a serious uh, illness or something like that? Would you tell them straight away, or would you sort of go over privately and tell them um, in a quiet conversation? Usually,
2: um, when I'm doing a reading, so you know, say for instance, if I hear the word cancer, I um, mean this has happened before, and you know, as a, as a human being, you know, I understand that the um, information that we receive is correct, but then also, you know, I'm a person, so what I usually do is I kind of have this thing of, um, I call, it like, second, it's it's kind of like cross-checking what I receive, and so a lot of times I'll have them tell me, or have them hover over the bed and tell me what color the bed spread is, or have them take me to the house that the client is in and tell me something about the house, like if they have Fence on the manhole, or um, you know, red um, countertops, or something in the kitchen, and if they can do that for me, to me that is enough validation to go ahead and deliver that message. A lot of times, if I get something scary like that, um, I still will tell them, but not only will I tell them, I ask them to give me some information that might be helpful to their recovery, and a lot of times it will give us um, you know, information about diet, um, prayer, and things like that. Um, sometimes it will be a location of a hospital um that they were wanting to go to which they probably sometimes already knew about it so it's validated so I've had those great experiences but I do I, I do give it to you how I get it um with empathy of course but that's just how I feel like I was signed up to do this to give it to you how I get it
0: I know you also that you do public speaking how do you find I that I do like so most
2: of it is is metaphysically related um, you know but I do speaking on you know intuitions like your development um, goals affirmations Um, I've done speaking on you know things like how to create a vision board and things like that Um, I'm mostly uh, used for group gallery readings um, where I do an audience of people Um, it's kind of like the the, um, crossing over type of readings where but I do mine a little different. I try to get to everybody in the audience and not just a ten or ten or seven.
0: Well, today um, later on, I'm doing a podcast about Charles Dickens and all the ghosts in *Christmas Carol* real? Okay, <laughs> again. <laughs> well, I'll say it again, right? T- tonight, I am doing a podcast about Charles Dickens. And are the ghosts in Christmas Carol real? They could be, you know,
2: when you think about it. I mean, I I think metaphorically speaking, they are real. But I don't know if they're real in in real life. But But, metaphorically speaking, they could
0: be real. I know Charles Dickens was a member of the Ghost Club in London. He's a founding member. Mm hmm So he, I know he was sceptical about ghosts, but he had a scientific background as well. But he did believe in them. Because he's, uh, I think it was his nanny that told him loads of ghost stories when he was a young kid to help him go to sleep.
2: Of why people come back. Um, a lot of times they are coming back as spirits to tell us something. Um, sometimes to save our lives. So I could see how, the metaphorically speaking, the ghosts of Christmas uh, or, uh, that, the, that those ghosts could possibly be true. In meta- metaphorically speaking, in some way, because I've, I've seen ghosts come back to tell clients, you know, about changing their lives. But the whole concept of it is cool.
0: Do you think that the metaphysical is taking over religion, as such? No, I
2: think that the metaphysical field is allowing people to reconnect with religion, because religion at some point was very dogmatic, and it turned people away to more of spirituality. So I think um, metaphysics and spirituality has opened up people to a lot of different religions where you could be Christian and still meditate. You could also be Christian and go into a Buddhist sanctuary and meditate. Um, you could not be Catholic but still get Catholic medallions and pray. You could not be Catholic and still go into uh, you know, a, a Catholic sanctuary and give confession um, if you felt guided to do that um you could pray in a catholic place versus you know being baptist or uh so i think that you know with metaphysics it's opened people up to be able to experiment a lot more with their religion and seeing blends and um commonalities in religion where they didn't before
0: i know you've seen about um uh, things but i know that um there were female disciples that were written out of the Bible by Emperor Constantine. Okay, I heard this. I didn't hear anything after that. I heard about the female disciples that were written out of the Bible. By Emperor Constantine. Because basically he didn't like women and he didn't like the... um pagan elements in the in the original Bible, so he rewrote re- it. It was in a, there's a
2: lot of that going on for sure, um, and, and I think that's why a lot of people too now, are, when you when you say are you religious, they say they're more spiritual because you know they they have come to terms that there's more to it, and not everything is not everything is as it is.
0: Would you like to give any links where people can find you? Sure, you can go to
2: coldcasepsychic.com, uh, myname.com, or wishfultreasures.com.
0: I didn't give your number on the uh, bit because I didn't want to give your phone number out. Oh, my phone number is out all over the
2: internet. It's eight five zero nine one four
0: three two one yeah i don't like doing it without permission see i'm very i'm very wary of this world that we live in <laughs> yeah now before we go i always ask people i like to do an, an unique sign-off what would your unique sign-off be <laughs> well let's see um i would say merry
2: christmas to those who celebrate merry Christmas, Um, Happy New Year coming up, and I challenge each and every one of you to go look in the mirror and to tell yourself that you love you, and work on 2010 to having your best life ever, as Snoop Dogg would say. Um, Peace out, Home Slice, and thanks so much for listening.
0: Here's mine to you. Are you ready? (laughs) <laughs> I, I said, here's mine to you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm sorry about the ghosts that like to interfere. I'd hope I would know you didn't hear me when I said some words, but it's okay. It doesn't matter, because at least we got there eventually, you see. To thank you, Marika, for being on my show. It's so nice for you to be. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.